We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is Kirk Henderson. Welcome to Mads Moneyball Group Therapy. I've mostly got all my bitchiness out on the podcast with Josh Bowe, which I hope you download and listen to tomorrow uh, or later tonight after this. Uh, why don't uh, let's get right down to it. The Mavericks lost in rather frustrating fashion to the Phoenix Suns, yet at the same time it still feels little bit greedy to, to get too grumpy about it because the Mavs are playing their fifth game in seven nights. The Suns are really good at basketball, and sometimes shit happens. Um, yeah, so let's just uh, you know come up here, voice your thoughts, concerns. Um, my main thoughts are don't turn the ball over 14 times, and maybe don't play Timmy Hardaway Jr. whenever defense is a thing of note that matters. Um, all right, Chris, what's up, buddy? Hey, Kirk, uh, how's it going? Yeah, I'm okay. I'd say if I sound terrible, I uh, talking last night till whatever. Then I talked all day today. I feel like uh, I feel like our man Bibbs, um, you know, a little, little yeah, rattly in the voice. Yeah, I stayed up pretty late last night myself. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay, you fucking suck. I'm sick and tired of you being on this team <laughs> every time, man. Like. And the one, what was frustrating, the last five minutes, the one three he made, it wasn't even in the game. It was like a dead ball. It was like a long ass garbage shot. Yeah, that was the one. Fucking frustrating. And then he got probably two more looks after that. I mean, okay, I'm going to give the Mavs the benefit of the doubt. I mean, damn, they played fucking good. They were pretty much winning most of the game. And uh, we were up by, what, 11 at one point? I mean, the the Suns are going to go on a run. They're a great team, they're a great clutch team. It just—it was kind of weird that we just hit that brick wall. We're hitting—we we make six points the last what six minutes or so, and I mean it was eighty-seven. Things really fell apart. Yeah, you know, things really fell apart. Like Luca hurt himself. I don't know mm-hmm. doing what. Like the, he—he looked like some you know 
us 30 to 40 year old people who get out of bed and they're like, what the fuck just happened? Why does my neck hurt? Like that was the oh, look that was on his face. I'm 38 and I'm still playing at the wide during noon. I'm playing against like 21 year olds and I'm playing, I played like four days this week. So I, I can't play tomorrow. I'm done. So, like, but that's what I mean. You look like that where you're like, ah, yes, why? Yeah. And so he's just like getting off the floor. Then Porzingis came out of the game and, you know, Porzingis had a pretty nondescript second half, but Porzingis is still like, a viable threat. I felt like he overpassed in the second half a few times. Mm-hmm. And then things just really went sideways. I, out of that timeout, I could not figure out why Dorian Finney-Smith was guarding Bismack Biombo, who just rolled to the rim for a dunk. And Dorian, friend of the program, Dorian, I'm, I'm going to call him friend of the program. Probably, <laughs> if he, he, he would probably slap me if he saw me. Um, man, if you're going to foul somebody, foul somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That was frustrating. And the one where he, when Dorian was on, uh, on offense and I thought we were just going, I thought he was going to line. And then of course they, the Suns challenge that and reverse it. They get the ball back and then make a three. And it basically was, a, it, it was like a five point swing almost. Like I thought Dorian finished basically was going to the line for two and then it ends up being Suns ball. It was a good call three. on the replay. Like yes. it was a pretty good block. Like that. I, Dorian might have gotten murdered by the by the edge of the backboard from where he was jumping from. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought he was going to hit the bottom of it. But. Didn't it feel like that last 45 seconds, it just out of the blue, we were down by eight. It was like it felt like it was already over. And But uh, two minutes before that, you know, I mean, before Dorian got, got fouled or whatever, or actually it wasn't a foul, they reversed it. It felt like we had a chance. We had a, go If he could have made those free throws, go to a one-possession game, but – I'm still proud of the Mavs, how they've really handled everything. If you would look at it, you would say this. I mean, even though Aiden was out, that this was going to be a loss anyway, second out of a back-to-back. Yeah, Next we talked about that last night. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, this would have been the t- the you know the icing on the cake. Just this how this whole run would have gotten if we would have just won this game. But that's okay. We were we came close to beating them. I mean, give them credit. But that would have been nice to finally beat the fucking Suns. I'm sick of the Suns. Send the Suns to the Sun, you know. <laughs> well, but, and then went went on TNT, but. That's okay. They'll have two days off, get some rest. Uh, you they know, need it. Bain is out. I think Bain and, and Brooks is still out. Uh, yeah, the protocols, right? COVID yes, protocols. They'll be out. They'll be out for a while. And I see the chat. A couple of folks are kind of disagreeing about the back to back. Like my beef is is that they literally this is their fifth game in seven nights. Like they're mm-hmm. I, I hear you on the back to back, but like they they were making mistakes in the third quarter of a tired team and kid shortened his rotation a little bit tonight. Cause they wanted this win. They wanted it and they didn't, and they didn't get it. Yeah. And I think I, I, hit a brick wall and it, it, it was mistakes. I mean, you have to credit Phoenix's defense cause they were to get how many turnovers I felt like we've had. It was just, it was just crazy. It was just like bad passes. Then Cameron Payne or somebody, or Cam Johnson would just make some, a three. And it just, it was, it was annoying to watch, just considering like how well we were doing earlier in the game. But I feel like they just the Mavs just ran out of gas, and then see, the Suns were just doing what they've been. I mean, they're the best team in the NBA right now. So, well, we've been in the pandemic for like thirty years, and the last time the Mavericks <laughs> beat the Suns was before the pandemic started. So it's like that's why this 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 game grates. Like well, I I just forget about it, and then like people really hate the Suns. It's delightful. Yes. I, Sports yeah. hate is just not really a thing anymore, and so many people in the chat here, and in my tweets and texts, they're like fucking sons. <laughs> yeah, the great. last time, well, last time we played them in the playoffs, wasn't it 2006? I think the the conference finals. The, I think it was one of the finals where uh, Tim, uh, uh, who was it? He, he ended up becoming a Mav the next season, where Dirk dropped 50 on him. Um, I'm so, well, Sean Marion played for the Suns. Um, I don't know, but yeah. 
you know, it, at lastly, uh, it'd be nice. Let's get past the first round this year. And then what if we play the Suns in the second round and we beat them? You know, so I don't know. Cause anything can happen. I'm not hoping sure. anybody gets injured, but I feel like the Mavs, every time we go in the playoffs, we deal with an injury more than the other teams, but you never know. And then you got to worry about code protocols and stuff. So anything can happen in the playoffs. I mean, we're still, you know, several games away from that, but I feel like we're going to be like really locked in this fifth spot at best. It's going to be really hard. I mean, we were three games behind just before tonight. But I can't see the Jazz going on a massive losing streak. Like, I mean, us continue going on this big winning streak. I mean, we might, but uh, well, we just lost tonight. But at least at least get that fifth spot. I mean, I don't know. So, well, thank you for joining as always. I appreciate you, Chris. Yes, sir, Kirk. Appreciate. Mm -hmm. All right, who we got next here? I think this might be a short one since uh, everybody's all grumpy. Lyndon, what's up, my friend? Welcome back. What's up, bro? A little sleepy. That's okay. Yeah, I listened. I listened to you last night, and I wanted to do what you said. You were like, you know, um, because of the back to back, you wouldn't, you you shouldn't take the loss any with any real crazy meaning. But this this loss, I don't know why it, it was just so it bothered me. And the reason why it bothered me is because I was trying to figure out why. Like, even when Chris Paul's in the Thunder, why, when it comes down to crunch time, it feels as though, like, Chris Paul just really, really just rises to another level. And I don't think Luca gets to that level or anybody else on the team. And it's because no one on the Mavericks, in my opinion, as the game gets tighter, they don't have discipline. And I, I you saw that tonight. Like, this Maverick team really lacks someone with discipline. And, man, I didn't like what I see. And I didn't like what I see in terms of even when the game was going good, the flow of the game was really, really like Carlisle Mavericks, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. And, and, and that is where, even though I, I haven't been as hard as you guys have been on Jason Kidd, tonight Jason Kidd needed to really, really push the game in the direction where the Mavericks continued to play the right way. Luca was producing, but they were playing the right way. And uh, Monty Williams said something at, at, during his coach interview. He said, I don't want to see any more of those just one-shot pass. We know how to play the right way. Let's do it. And they did it. And it's just a disciplined basketball team. And I, I wish someone could really, really impart these things in the Mavericks, especially Luca. But I'm just afraid no one can really – he's just too good. And it's just – it's tough. Well, so beyond being tired, which I think they were, and it's not an excuse, it's just sort of a statement of fact. One of the things that happened last night against Toronto was Luca essentially got pissed off and said, I'm going to do this myself. He did not do that tonight. And I understand why the Suns are better at defense, but I want him to take some of these shots more than I do. The drives, not necessarily threes, but the drives. I wanted him to take a couple of those attempts. And he's he's passing out to his teammates, and it's a right play. But dang it, I've just seen those misses before, and I didn't need to see it again. And I felt felt like this, even though they've won two out of these last three crunch time games, I felt as if they were playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. And when Luca got kind of angry last night and hit that runner, which put them up by one and then hit the three, which put them up by four. 
it's playing with the force that had got them in that position to begin with. I mean, the Mavs scored 19 points in the fourth quarter tonight after scoring 25 or more, 26 or more in the first three quarters. And that's a mentality where you're just trying to get away with the win. And I get part of me understands why, because, you you know, the Suns are really good. You want to play some ball control, but you're just basically playing into their hands. I mean, there was one play in the fourth where Brunson gets trapped right past half court and he threw a truly horrid lead balloon pass to Maxi, who's somehow in the middle of the court. And like, that's bad all the way around, both Brunson letting himself get trapped, picking up his dribble. And then for some reason, Maxi being the release valve, like that can't happen in a three point game against one of the best teams in the league. I mean, that there was just a lot of mistakes all over the court tonight and they added up and the Mavs lost. And the thing that worries me for the playoffs is the Suns came out in the second half with the playoff intensity, and I saw the Mavs revert to a bad habit that they have outside of Luka is. Usually this this season when the Mavs, when some Mavs get the ball, they kind of look to do something. This game, I noticed whenever somebody got caught, caught the ball or caught a rebound, they were looking over their shoulder to give it to Luka. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. The intensity ratcheted up, ratcheted up, and they all reverted to this like this bad, bad habit of just like there's an offense. Try to run the offense, and also I just feel like they're they're giving it to him, and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna create something, and he can't, and and it's like I, I'm hard on him because I'm like I want you to create a more rhythmic offense, like the Harden style of one shot shoot the three. It, it's tough on everyone. It's tough on everyone to create a, a rhythm, and basketball is about rhythm. But sure. when you give these guys the ball, they don't want to do anything. And then the worst <laughs> part is Tim Hardaway is just missing everything. Kirky, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's where you go look at the box score tonight. And Dorian's one of five. Cleaver's one of seven. And he, oh, the man took six threes in the first six minutes and made one of them. And it was like, oh my God, please stop. Uh, and then Hardaway was actually three of seven, which is pretty good. But he had some great looks that he just didn't make. And, you know, I, I don't understand the purpose of Reggie Bullock at this point. He's playing 20 minutes a game and not getting up any shots. And it's, again, they are allowed to lose. I just, this was this was one that would have been nice to steal, you know. And I think they're going to regret this one because the Suns weren't at full strength. Yeah, I, I think I think hopefully this can incentivize um, the GM to. I, I think like even myself and a lot of fans were kind of holding on to these players, but you can't hold on to Maxi or Dorian, man. They're just not good enough. I'm sorry, man. Like they're just they're just not on the level that that there needs to be, so that Luca can kind of alleviate some of his bad habits, and it's just. He has to lean on his bad habits because these guys are so dependent. And it's like, it's just a terrible marriage. You, you, you got to gut some of these guys. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like the reason the, the, the chat is kind of working through, like, why this is a frustrating loss. Like, the, the Suns shot terribly from three. If they would have hit, like, two more threes, this game might have been out of control. Um you know, as the game wore on, and I know that a lot of people, I'm loving, I'm loving reading the checks. A lot of people are disagreeing about like the Mavs being tired, but Luca was a really good example. He had some horrendous defensive plays down the stretch because he was, I mean, I think he was too tired. And I know, I, I hear everyone. That's not a good excuse, 
but it is what happened. Like he gave up that offensive rebound to Bridges, which resulted in a, uh, I think it was a Biombo dunk um, because it, it's just, he was being lethargic and it's just, it's tough. It's, it's a lot of basketball and, you know, they get two days off and then they're going to play um, Memphis and what could be a pretty pivotal game down, down the stretch. I'm looking forward to that one. Okay. And yeah, last thing, I feel like everyone in the chat is just disagreeing with your tired thing because, like, the play where it's like a minute left, and that's the time to empty your tank, and Luka was in the corner. He just, like, let the guy go past him, and, and then the pass has led to a wide yep. dunk. I was like, that's that's deeper than being tired, man. That's just – you're not disciplined. Sure. not good enough. I heard you saying, yeah, that's like the high school coach in me is like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, this is evident on the screen because he was just being lazy. Yeah, that's it. I was, I, I, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out why it, this, this win, this loss wasn't supposed to bother me, but it did because I just didn't like what I saw. But it's just, an, it's just one loss. But yeah, yep. thank you. I'm looking. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Hope you uh, join us after the Grizzlies win. Talk soon, buddy. All right. Hey, Brett, what's up? Welcome back. Yeah, so I I think you made some good points so far, but one person who I want to point out who I don't think played altogether poorly, but this game and yes, yesterday were both severe examples of why I understand some people's reticence to want to pay him the money he wants, and that's Jalen Brunson. Because Brunson can play very well. However, his major weakness, as has been evident throughout his whole career, especially in the playoffs, is against teams that have like like good wings who can yeah, defend. Height, size, he, length. Yeah, like, he he can't he struggles. And tonight he had um, I I'm looking at it I'm looking it up, but I he had uh, one assist. Six turnovers. Six it's the points. only it, it's one of two games all year where he had more turnovers than assists. Yeah, and then the same, and like last night, it was not the issue with with turnovers. He just couldn't really shoot over the Raptors' length. But but those both those are games are both, I would say, like worrying indicators of what will happen to the Mavs in the playoffs. That basically what happens is it becomes Luca being the only capable ball handler on the team, um, and then that's just not going to work. Like we've seen that for for three years. I think they need to use, and we've talked about this, like they need to do less my turn, your turn stuff with Brunson and Luca. Yeah. I mean, the offense small, small still doing okay. Like, like, like have one of them set screens for the other. Like they get a good shot, like off that all the time. It would be, it's, it's really hard to guard. And like Luca is the role man is scary. And I just don't think he wants to do it. I don't yeah. really understand. Like nothing drives me more crazy than when I see, like Luca standing with his hands on his knees, either in the opposite corner or the opposite wing when something is going on. And it, the Mavericks are mainly just lucky that Brunson's able to get good shots up because he was scoring pretty well tonight. It was just, there's just not, there's not enough creativity. I mean, I, I multiple times during the TNT game, they kept talking about how Luca's usage is down and like, it's factually not fucking true. His usage rate is up. Yeah. Like Haroba Bulgara said tonight on Twitter, that he's handling the ball less, which if that is the case, then how the hell is his usage rate up? I mean, I, well, part partly what I think it is it it is is that other players are handling like Brunson's handling the ball for the meaningless part of the possession, like 
There's a there's more like stuff. Dorian, that like Dorian dribbling the ball up yeah. the court with okay. a minute like, left. That, okay, that was in, that, that's like out coaching yourself in that kind of instance. Because I was when I watched it, I was like, I was like, you just wasted like a good twenty yeah, seconds getting into the that action. Was, that was because terrifying. You put the ball in like the hands of your worst playmate. I was like, oh my god. Like, like, like they were just lucky the ball got past half court. Like, it, it was an 18 seconds, 17 seconds, so they were, and I was like, oh, no, they're going to get a backcourt. My here. wife rarely just... comments during games, and she just looks up and goes, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah, but but I think that and, – and I think because, because you talk about, like, Luca making the right play, you know, in terms of when he drives, passes it out, and you want him to shoot more, and I think – because that's an example, you know, of trusting your teammates to make those shots, even if they haven't shown that. I think Luca needs to, like, trust his teammates more in the sense of, like, playing off the ball and not just initiating the play. Like, trust other players to get him the ball, not just trust other players to hit shots. That makes sense, and I wish they would do it in ways that weren't just post-ups. Yeah. Once again, TNT's making America dumber where they're talking about his post-ups. He's not super – He's not been super effective on post-ups. It's a different form of offense, but you know, and that's going to happen whenever you increase usage, the efficiency is going to go down. But like, my goodness, can we, can we get Luca involved in some more dribble handoffs where he's going downhill half the dribble handoff plays. And you see this when Brunson gets one, there's like usually a pitch play where um, coming from the opposite wing, it goes to Dorian at the top of the key. Or not Dorian, um, Dwight at the top of the key, and he'll hand it off to Brunson on the move going towards the basket. They run it like three or four times a game. They run the exact same play for Luca, but then they pitch it to Luca, and Luca's like six feet further out along the arc, and he's yeah. sizing shit up. There's no yeah, point in he that. Just, he just wants, like, like he, feel, he clearly feels more comfortable in a play where he's basically sizing up his defender, yes. not letting the flow. And Which drives me crazy because he is impossible to guard on the move. He is the biggest person on the court. Yeah, and I think, and I think the, the late game stuff. These last three games, it looks like the way the Mavs played not last year but two years ago, where they kind of just like where, where this happened like every game, mm. where they were up five to ten points in every fourth quarter and just couldn't win. Like that year, they were like, you know, I, I don't know. They were, like, really bad in clutch games. I don't remember the number. Yes. No, like, it was really bad. But, but it's because this, this kind of stuff happens where it is just that my turn, your turn, where it's, like, players taking turns, waiting till there's less than five seconds left on the clock and getting up a shot, where, like, you can't do that. You have to keep the, keep the pedal on the gas. Yes. And just play basketball and not try to eke out, like, if you, if you lose the game, you know – it's weird. I've been going to some high school basketball games in the area around here in Dallas because yeah. like I just like watching basketball. And the lack of a shot clock is so confusing in some of these games. And <laughs> oh, you're telling me I, I was at I I cover I mostly cover like right about news, but sometimes cover the sports here in this town and I was watching a game where there where I didn't I hadn't didn't like it was like my first high school basketball game I'd been to in a long time and I just forgot that like there isn't a shot clock. And I was trying to figure out, like, why are they playing like this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I watched, a, I watched a 6A game here in Texas that ended 31-26. to 26. That's hard, even if the players aren't any good. In this case, the two teams were good. And when I, I, I bring that up to kind of talk about how it's very evident with certain parts of what Dallas does late in games where they want to get a shot, shot within the final seven or eight seconds. And I would just rather them take the good shot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
Well, that's all I had. So thanks for having me up. Of course, Brett. Have a good night. All right. Jose, you're going to take us out of here. Give us some hope. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. We've won 10 out of 12 games. What am I? (laughs) Well, I I think you started off with with saying like this game was kind of like a a summary of, of something. Or maybe I was just thinking about that when you had said it, but watching this game and watching the ending specifically the the fourth quarter was a summary of the playoffs for me when when you have Luca of course hurt but he's passing it out to a wide open Tim Hardaway wide open Maxi I mean Reggie wasn't with the team last year but passes out to Reggie and just brick after brick and I was like damn and especially when this team, well, this Suns team is a great team. It just reminds me of the Clippers series. <laughs> oh, is that something that you thought about, Kirk, when watching the game? And, and Oh, uh, Kirk must be drinking or taking a seat yeah kirk was right kirk was writing and thought i thought i wasn't unmuted my bad man every time i watch one of these really good teams play the mavericks and then they do the sort of like imposing of will it's just a reminder that they have steps to go whether that's in development of players or finding better players i it's it's tough to it's tough to swallow because they had played a really good game for i don't know it's of the 48 minutes they probably played really well for about 30 and then the Suns also played crappy for a significant period of time. And then they played just badly, just long enough to not be able to hold on. And that's where I keep circling back to what Brett and I were talking to. And I think you're talking about as well. They like the notion of holding on is frustrating. Like they're, they're too talented of a team to want to hold on. And they've done this for years. It is not a, a, a kid thing. It is not even, apparently it's not even a Carlisle thing. It's a, they're trying to milk clock out. I'm just, I would just rather them, you know, they scored 19 points in the fourth and that's because they got tentative. I would just wish they would keep attacking. Right. Right. And, uh, like KP having CP three on them and he's just not turning and, and driving to, to dunk the basketball. Uh, you want your $30 million guy to show up in the second half as well. You, you just you want posting. Like, but it, it was there. Were, there was one maxi alley oop where KP was standing right by the rim, and that's one of those that Kevin O'Connor pointed out, like around game twenty, where it's like, why is KP posting up? Um, I, KP's threes. If you go look at the last several, it's it's a pretty good number of games. He's shooting the three ball a lot better, a lot better, but his volume's down. And this would have been a game where I watched him pass up a couple of open threes and. Maybe it's an edict from the coaching staff talking to him, but I mean, I, that's part of what makes him the unicorn is the ability to hit those threes. And I, I just wish he would have gotten the opportunity and willingness to take a couple more. Yeah, I, I had to disagree with with Victor. He said that you're not turning on Chris Paul without Chris Paul stealing it, but you're seven three 
lift up your arms and turn around and well, shoot. Well, I think I think Chris Paul was currently investing in a property inside KP's head because he just cooked him on isolations. It would, I mean, just and I don't, I'm, I'm not even mad about KP getting killed. Like this is what Chris Paul's done to people for a thousand years now. But it was there's there had to have been a little bit of that going on because he just got roasted. Every single person that played Paul got roasted on defense tonight. Right. But uh I, I do wanna highlight I guess the the all the, the alley oops with uh Maxi, uh KP, Dwight, like that was real entertaining and of course that came in the, the first half, so that that was really fun. I I was really just excited. Uh Luca with the steal and uh the three to end the half, I was just that was just really good times and really good moments throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. This has been a nice run, a four game, five game home stretch. They went four and five. Um, I, overall, I still feel really, really good. Uh, the defense at times tonight was still really, really good. It's just that the offense kind of crapped out at the wrong time. Fourteen turnovers. Luca was particularly sloppy at the worst points, and we need role players to hit a few more shots. Um, yeah, this is you know. You got anything else before we go? No, that's it, Kirk. Thanks for bringing me up. Sure thing, buddy. Okay, guys, way to make it. I'm going to be able to go do something else tonight because it's just 10 p.m. Well, uh, we'll be joining uh, again Sunday night after the Grizzlies game where they will beat the Grizzlies. I'm just going to speak that into existence. Hope everybody has a nice weekend. Be sure to check out some of the work on the site. Um, our, our homie Iztok wrote a piece for D Magazine that I missed the other day entirely. So... All right, guys, uh, this has been a great time. Be sure to uh, tell your friends about this. I really enjoy getting to talk with new people, and we will talk to you guys in a few days. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.